0: Alright, so welcome to another episode of Hasik Nang Lagim, de- otherwise known as Dead Air, a horror podcast. I am this week's guest. My name is Ramon De Vera. And joining me are the regular hosts. We've got Chris Costello, who is the horror fanatic. And we've got mm-hmm. Aaron Cristobal, carrying the spirit of Del Close in the country. She wow. is a horror lover, shall we say. Yes. Maybe not in a relationship, but casual no. horror. And we have Miguel De mm-hmm. Nasceno, our photographer extraordinaire who is our cowardly lion but very cuddly
1: yes oh, wow Ramon it's wow. so good that, that was the that. best yeah, introduction this
2: in,
0: this entire I know, season
1: I know easily the best one <laughs> we've ever had yeah. next so time please we keep welcome. that
3: please keep that yeah thank forever
1: you. <laughs> let's just get let's just get Ramon to do every episode <laughs> yeah the, the external <laughs> voice <laughs> thank you Ramon that was great <laughs>
0: They're coming to get you, Barbara. Good a horror podcast. Brought to you by Big Baby
3: Studios. Yes. Yeah. And-
2: so, so, so that was our introduction, and that was an introduction to our guest as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a very special episode because uh, our guest, we've already met him. Ramon De Vera uh, is actually one of the reasons why we started this podcast is uh, because we we got on his show and uh, we had a lot of fun. You know, Ramon,
3: you you are such an inspiration. I know. You as a human being. Yeah. You are such an inspiration to this podcast. Just listening to you speak makes us think that, you know what? We want to be exactly like him. When we listen to you on Ed Slate, it's just the most Sexy Inspiring Beautiful voice Insightful
1: uh, Insightful yes. My Inside goal is to be The Ramon Of, of uh, Dead air
3: <laughs> Good luck <laughs> 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 Kumakain ka lang <laughs> ng yero dyan eh <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for gaslighting me, guys, because gaslighting is a big part of the movie that I've chosen for this week. Oh, I
3: love that. Mm-hmm. Before we talk about the gaslighting of your of your That's chosen good. film, we'd like That's to good. ask you about your horror origin before all, right. all
2: of that. Mm-hmm.
3: My
0: horror origin, well, thereby hangs a tale. Well, just kidding. No. But we are okay. all ears. <laughs> Actually, we wait <laughs> with bated breath. <laughs> Beautiful. I wasn't super uh, a fan of horror. Uh, I really only started watching in earnest maybe mid twenties because when that's I was a so kid, recent. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. well, thanks for thinking that I'm young
2: now. But yeah, he meant his age, not the not the decade,
0: Miguel. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Sorry. Yes, yes,
1: that's
2: true. <laughs> 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 this is how this is how very special the episode is. Huh? Like
0: special in the other way. But yeah. <laughs> uh, when we were when we were kids, it used to be parang sort of a dare, you know, when you would watch yeah. movies at your friend's place with, with neighborhood kids, and then of course we'd watch stuff that we wanna watch, yung mga goonies stuff like that. But then every now and then there would be a horror, and then it would be parang a, a dare, you eh, parang oh yeah kind yeah But of, yeah, yeah. of course we're all cowards, and eh? we're watching it together, we're not alone, di ba, At home, and then we're just trying to have fun and try not to be was scared but also it was the time the only occasion at that age to see some titties
2: and <laughs> I mean yeah.
0: The yeah. yeah yes. but when I started yeah. getting really into <laughs> film I sort of didn't really um look into it so much until i started realizing that i should because it's 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 such a pure form of what you want to be doing with film where you're basically engineering and designing everything to elicit specific responses and it's, Mm. it's manipulation in a sort of basic way of the audience and the most immediate way you can do that is actually with horror, because you can, or like comedy, but because you can't fake that—you either laugh or you don't, or you're either scared or you're not. You can, yeah. you can sort of fake how emotionally affected you are by the story of this, you know, immigrant family with, you know, struggles, and but you know, if it's horror or it's comedy, you're
2: either scared or you laugh, and that's it. Mm. That was such an incredible description of horror. <laughs> like,
1: can can you come on every week? <laughs> <laughs> just, just sit there and, and then, like, once you in a can't while, fake it. come in with this awesome insight. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. so, so yeah. So, so that's super cool. But like, but what were those films that you 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 would dare each other to watch? Yeah. It was
0: um, the '80s
2: Kadiri stuff, eh? cemetery. Yep. Worse yeah. dude. Pet Cemetery. 80s Kadidi
0: yeah. stuff. Uh, but yeah. Jaws yeah, was great.
3: Mostly
0: well, Jaws, I think I watched True. that with my relatives. But, yeah. but that one, yeah, Jaws is great. But the one I remember because I were the gory things. The really gory stuff. Yeah. 80s Friday, gore. Friday yeah,
1: but, Uh yeah.
0: Yeah. Some slashers. Right a lot of monster <laughs> stuff. But what yeah. I appreciated also was it because this it was the 80s and early 90s. It was all basically practical effects. And then a lot yeah. of you know gory blood. I remember when you were trying to watch.
2: Do you remember? Have you guys seen any of the Faces of Death?
0: <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> no. and I. Saw, I honestly think you were the one who told me
3: to watch. <laughs> Wait, when you say in any college, of the I Faces think. of Death, there's several it's, movies of this. It's it's,
2: it's several
0: yeah, volumes. Yeah. Purporting to be true documentary footage, though, of you know oh. people being mutilated Dying. and yeah. yeah but kill. I mean, it's 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 up in the air whether it's real or not. There, but. The the funny thing is one of the places I would watch these videos was during Days with the Lord weekends in high school. (laughs) So if you're not having the actual retreat, then you'd sleep over at your friend's place that's near the school. And that was that was really my only attraction. I didn't really care for the religion, religion stuff. It was just like we weekend, you know, sleeping at your friend's place and then we're just watching yeah. video games while we're not, you know, praying to God or whatever. So yeah, that was that was where we watched a bunch of like faces of death and there are these, you know, people being beheaded, throat slip, yeah. uh mutilated limbs. It was like weird, gory, you have to look away, but then you're like fascinated and it's like, is this an episode of Fangoria that's just being, you know, that's how you're showing how it's done with the practical <clears throat> special effects, you know, like Tom Savini, et cetera. But yeah, I mean, that's I started, exactly
2: what you would expect at a retreat, yes. Yeah, <laughs> especially with Days with the Lord, right? Yes. It's either that or
0: like PlayStation nonstop. And then, but yeah, I mean, when I started really sort of, sort of <clears throat> studying more, um, Filmmakers and specifically, I think what really triggered it for me in terms of like, I'm going to start studying this now was um, going through the filmography of Kubrick, who was becoming my favorite favorite filmmaker mm-hmm. at the time. And then of course, you have to go through The Shining. And then you realize the how <clears throat> effective it is, how awesome mm-hmm. it is. And I was like, oh, okay, so there's you can do it talaga with a certain panache, a certain mm-hmm. style. Diba? Because mm-hmm. the slashers would be… Ano eh, Sort of schlocky and very obvious and shock yeah. shock factor. But mm. I appreciated with The Shining. It was very stylish, moody, and um, to be a bit film snub a tour about it. There was a,
1: oh, uh, I didn't. a an authorial <laughs> like, style.
0: You know? Okay, got you it. You could like, oh, okay, he's doing this. And then it's, 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 it's creating this effect. On me. Even the parts that one might say are boring… <clears throat> Around, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it lulls you eh, into a certain safety and then, you know,
1: there's, so, a,
0: there's a there's a guy in a bear suit <sighs> giving head to another guest.
1: <laughs> so that, that part of horror, like the opposite of The Shining, the very broad ones, mm-hmm. uh, even if they were representative of uh, time and place, did that interest you or later on pa or not so much until now? Not so much. Eh? I, I was…
0: I think I had dismissed it na parang hindi siya serious hindi siya artist yeah, parang, yeah, yeah. Yeah. parang shits and giggles lang to masyadong mudali eh, yeah. parang ganun. but when you appreciate then you start watching the really acclaimed horror that has mm-hmm. more <coughs> cerebral things mm. on its mind and then mm. you appreciate like what's uh you know parang medyo shallow jump scare versus the establishment of real atmospheric mood mm. or you know trying to fold in some genuine emotional drama where you will actually yeah. care about the characters, because sometimes those films is just like, taking bets as who is gonna die first, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who's the annoying bully is gonna get shafted in the nuts, <laughs> <laughs> But later on, it's like, the others, Right? Yeah. And then yeah, so <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's just one of those things where. Though I had to learn more about the real greats working within that genre. And even the not so greats, but had one great film. Mm-hmm. Or they only stayed really or they were really effective really only with horror. I mean, like let's say Wes Craven. Uh, you know, he did music for the heart, but you're not gonna
2: think of that when you think of Wes Craven, but it's it's really gonna be
0: it's, the scream. horror stuff. Yeah.
2: Mm, yep. What um so like since you started in the 20s, in your 20s, um, and until now, uh, I guess you've been watching a few, uh, dabbling in, in the genre every once in a while now. How, how has, in your opinion, how has it kind of developed and grown? Or not just opinion, but like how how have you enjoyed the genre kind of grow? Because it's been different per decade. Very, yeah. uh, re- extremely different per decade actually.
1: Yeah, like now it's like the <laughs> post-horror feel, ba? Yeah, movement. And then so, like when you track that whole trajectory, Ramon, uh, what I mean how do you feel about that whole arc of horror now?
0: I'm really excited about it because especially, um, there's even in a way a pre-this movie I chose and a post-this movie I chose because Mm. it was such a... One of the reasons I chose this film no, and do we, do, are, we are we dragging this out or need No, 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 no. Don't cut, <laughs> so, cut it up. Yeah, all right. So so I chose um Get Out. Okay. Jordan Peele's yeah. excellent directorial yes. debut. And I chose it for a couple of reasons. One is that it's <clears throat> fairly recent and was very famous, but it's also very good. And that's mm. rare. Eh? It's yeah. rare that it's all of those things, and I thought it might be easier to for some people to find, so that you know, or you know more likely, in some people have seen it, but maybe have not delved into it as deep as we're going to go. Yes, but, but I remember when it came out, it just felt so refreshing that it was this perspective that we weren't used to. I mean, there have been, of course, black directors of horror before. There have been um, black characters in horror before. One of my favorites is *Night of the Living Dead*. I mean,
2: if you've seen Girl. original
0: Romero, mm-hmm. the black guy Heart, there,
2: heartbreaking end.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, it, heartbreaking <clears throat> end. But he's also the best character there. Right? He's the most yeah. calm, the, the purest. most prepared, mm. because he had his whole life the right? like yeah. fighting uh, fighting off the whites. No zombies were no problem, mm-hmm. nah. And then everyone else yeah. is falling apart. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's also Candyman where you have uh, the antagonist is, is a black character. But with Get Out, it felt like such a, a primal example of the main character and such an important part of the story is his lived experience as a black man. And yeah. actually, if you think about it, the horror is quote-unquote racism. Um, yeah. yeah. Si Peel has mentioned, has referred to it as a social thriller. There's not really mm-hmm. like a monster there. It's it's really racism. racism. Just like, just, yeah.
1: Yeah, like the trauma that comes from being a colored person in America. Parang, yeah. parang. in fact, parang, I don't know. I'm sure parang me drawing this line can be easily uh like you know ripped apart. But parang even the TV shows we love now, it explores the collective trauma of black people, mm-hmm. let's say from mm-hmm. uh, Lovecraft and even mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shock the one before that, the Most of us love. Yes, watchmen. Parang. The kind of social a- aspect of it, parang yeah. I feel you can—it's a short throw away from Get Out. Parang that's the mm-hmm. first time, yeah. a genre film explored that sort of a social message. Kaling mm. lang. Well, the, I mean, the, the horror
2: really, really should have a social aspect all, yeah, to it. I mean, since, you yeah. always should reference mm. society. No, I mean, always. Uh, otherwise, it's just like what Sharknado. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I well, mean,
0: in a way, that does sort of… I mean, it does kind maybe of. Maybe we
2: should like say that good horror should reflect society. But in yes, a way, yeah. I, even Sharknado will reflect Trump America. Yes. yes. And yeah. actually, what, didn't he… He was approached to play the president, I think.
0: Oh right? My yeah.
3: God. In
2: one of the Sharknados. <laughs> I'm sure he was wanting to and then other people had to walk him back.
0: My God,
3: I haven't seen any of these Sharknado. Parang these are things. I
2: honestly, I haven't seen seen it. It's just just like if I see that
3: poster, it's no way I'm going in. (laughs) (laughs) Parang nothing will
2: match our imagination. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Probably is. (laughs) Like, uh, I mean, there's another one, right? The newest one, Velocipastor.
3: Oh, Oh, I want to see that though. I want to see that because so. it's ridiculous. I wanna, Did you read the synopsis? That. Yeah, no, I, just, I didn't. <laughs> the synopsis is it, incredible. I just <laughs> saw the poster.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels it's so so like stupid. it was greenlit based on the pun title alone. The name, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and then exactly. they had to come up with something. It doesn't matter what. <laughs> exactly. But sorry, I don't um, know if I answered your question. But I mean, <laughs> what yeah. I guess I was going to say is like I really appreciate post Get Out that there are more films. Tackling mm. perspectives we are not familiar with, even if it's like yeah. even right. if it's like like Antebellum or the Babadook or I was
2: just gonna bring up Antebellum yeah, or the yeah. night,
0: or the you know the Nightingale, which is not quite horror, but it's the Babadook director's follow up, and then it's about mm-hmm. also sort of racism because it's about yep. uh, aborigines running in Australia
2: Ooh. being hunted by Ooh. supremacists. Uh, yeah. So… Yeah. I think… Uh, yeah. I, I also lost my point there for a second. But what I was going to say… You know, that that uh, you know… No. The, the great horror is really… Uh, should be reflective you know, of of society. Yeah. And I haven't seen a horror film recently that was so overt about the social message yeah. as Get Out was. Yeah. yeah. Like it was really in your face. And uh, I mean… I guess a lot of people hated it for that fact. But I, I think it's what? a triumph because of that. Yeah. Did people I mean, hate it?
3: Did it get I bad mean, reviews?
2: If we're gonna say people, we're probably gonna be talking about you know red white necks. supremacists, yeah. and right, rednecks. Right,
1: right. Yeah. yeah,
2: there are a lot of there was a lot of pushback against, uh, you know, against uh, get out and and uh, it's it, all the acclaim it got. Um, <laughs> right. But you know, I mean, obviously, these are people who you know watch Sharknado <laughs> and <laughs> wear red hats. You know, yeah. so so yeah. <laughs>
0: When you guys when you guys watched Get Out, what was your
1: experience with it? I'm trying to remember really? if I was with you guys. Well, it's really I watch it was really uncomfortable. I think didn't I, I mean, watched with you. I, maybe I we were at Century City. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I remember <laughs> I, I was with Quark
0: and Gina because I, I'll mm-hmm. tell the story if you guys weren't there. Yes, okay, please. Yeah, yeah. And oh, and I
2: might remember that I was there. <laughs> wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Really quickly, can I can I interrupt just just to we get kind of at the start of the episode? Mm-hmm. Miguel, can you give us a really quick summary on what Get Out is
3: um, ah
1: right, crap. So get out. is about mm-hmm. a black um, a black guy uh, <laughs> being taken to visit his girlfriend's white family, and they're they're like this affluent white town. And well, without para simple lang naman yung plot, things get crazy. Yeah, hijinks ensue. Uh, yeah, hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. Yeah, and then you find out that this whole gentle liberal <laughs> family isn't who they are. You know? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. great. Alright, come on. Back to your story. Oh, about, I want to hear the story. Okay, yeah. so
0: when I watched it, the it at Century City, I remember I was with Quark and Gina, and the, the reason I remember that so well was Gina did not know it was horror that we were watching. <laughs> so we just <laughs> because they trust us, right? The boss, we were saying, "Oh, yes, let's that's we'll that's... watch this together," and then. Yeah. So <laughs> si Gina arrived, saw the poster. She thought it was like a rom-com, diba? Because, I mean, it is inspired. <laughs> Alison, yeah. one, one of the inspirations yeah. talaga is is the classic Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, diba? With Sydney yes, Poitier. Yes, yes. Which was remade uh, with Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher and Zoe Saldana. But the best, the better one is Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Gender fli- uh Race flipped. Yeah, and then, so, diba, parang si, uh Sidney Poitier was brought home to meet the the white partner's family and they didn't know how to deal with it except this one was a horror. <laughs> and then, yeah. so Gina thought this was like a, a rom-com or some kind of romantic dramedy na parang, you know, parang, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the funny thing is, what? so we watched it and we we love it. We have such a great time. But unbeknownst to us, I had another group of friends who were sit- seated in front of us who were watching it also. And then they also had one member of their group who also thought this was a romantic <laughs> comedy. <call. laughs> so so we had two people na had
1: totally opposite expectations. Yeah. To God, so no to yeah. watching a movie. Yeah. So, so were you there, Miguel? Was that the one? I think so. Because I remember talking about it with some of you guys right after. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's, anyway, uh, that's probably yeah. the one. Yeah. Is this also the breakout role of… Uh, Kaluuya? shocks I heard. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: Because so I actually really saw this in the US and it got oh. a standing ovation. Oh, how was
2: that? Oh, that's,
3: I'm
1: that, so envious. Oh, they were they were all white,
2: weren't they? they were, no. There was guilt clapping, <laughs> guilt clapping. Wait, where <laughs> there were there was you? Was a, a, where, we're
3: I was in New York. York.
0: I was in New York. Ah, where wow.
2: wow. in New York?
3: Yeah. Uh Brooklyn. I live. Oh, there. That's yes. a good. That's a
0: good place to watch it. But I remember when it was when it was new at the time. The places that I was seeing were. The, the crowd, though, would go bananas. Whereas Harlem and Compton. Yeah. And you can expect, you can understand why. Especially yeah. when you get to the ending. Like yeah. when those cop lights show up and then everyone's like freaking out. But then when yeah. you see who's there, talagang, you know, Their, the place just… release. Does, yeah. yeah, everyone just does backflips bigla. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was
3: fun watching it there, actually. Because you could really feel the tension. Mas may tension doon.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah.
3: duh, right?
1: Taya third-party spectator. Pwede ka oh my god, uh-huh. this is about us. Exactly. Kasi <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> so tayo, majority tayo dito eh.
3: Yeah. Hindi
0: tayo na up eh. Yeah. I mean, if, exactly. Maybe if we were in the States, we'd, we'd you know, we'd laugh some, louder. We'd feel something, Yeah. Yeah. But Champ, I mean, we were fans of film and just in general fans of Jordan Peel. Yeah. It's such a surprise yeah. also to me because I
2: really only knew him from as, yeah. Comedy. as a comedian, as you know, from from You Ian know Peele what's funny? Yeah. You know what's funny about my expectations for Get Out when I when I came in was uh, number one, I only knew Jordan Peel as <laughs> as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but watching it, I don't know why I was so surprised at how funny the movie was. Yeah. It's like I should have expected it that mm-hmm. it was funny because of the director, but it just kept surprising me that it was actually a really, really funny movie. Yeah. It's weird, weird. Um you know, your expectations flip when like you're being told that it's a horror film. And like, but like if, if anyone told me that I was watching a movie directed by Jordan Peele, I'd be like, oh, so this is gonna be fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, but I was just so surprised. The movie's hilarious. It's, it's so really, good. really funny. It's darkly funny. Yeah, telling you know? my-
1: he had this in his back pocket the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like was, making those years of making those kitshang mm-hmm. yeah.
0: He was actually um, eight since eight for, years, eh? it, took, it took that long. Oh, eight okay. years from kn- first thought to release. But he didn't he didn't put pen to paper uh for the first five years. It was just like sort of and it's, like stewing
2: yeah. in his mind. You They're know, like, I, I totally believe that it's been eight years because there is so much that mm-hmm. has been put into that film yeah. and you know it's even better watching it the second third time around i saw yep. it the, i think the fourth time yeah. just for this podcast and just the amount of stuff that you pick up on and the, that that you realize even when um, watching it again knowing what the conceit is so now you're trying to pick stuff up and like one of the best things i picked up during this viewing is you know, because they had the whole, first of all, like there are all, all these tidbits about how um, um, what's her name separates her cereal because she doesn't want the colors and the milk to to yeah. mingle. Right. Yeah. You know, but so, so so stuff like that, all these little like throwaway stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, she has photos of her conquests on the wall, kind of like her father would mount, you know, yeah, the deer. Right. And, and so they're yeah. conquests. they people like, um, uh, But my favorite one was like at the very beginning, Palang. <clears throat> He's a photographer. And what does he shoot in? Black and white. Black and white. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just, just tiny, tiny details that, you know, that he really, really thought it out. Like yeah. for a first-time director, writer, director, it's incredible. Like yep. the amount of detail he brought to, to the film. Since we're sharing um, personal stories about Get Out, can I, I, I want to share something really quickly. I don't know why Miguel keeps laughing at me when I'm trying to say something. Go ahead. Damn. Go ahead. He, he loves how personal it's getting. I know, I know. Um, um, Well, what I wanted to share was… Because I'm I'm a big fan of Jordan Peele, of course, obviously. uh, Coming into the movie and then he had a contest online where it was like… Well, not a contest but basically like… He was just posting like work or or, or, artistic work inspired by the movie just Mm -hmm. when it came out. um, And he would repost it on his Instagram and whatever… So so I I made one and then he reposted it. I thought it was the best thing in the world. Wow. Um, I was like, oh my god, Jordan Peele just retweeted my mm. uh, my 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 artwork. He put it and then then later he came up with a book. Oh no yes.
3: No way you're it's in It's called it.
2: Now You're in the Sunken Place. Oh, and you gotta show. Okay, that's my wow. work. Wow. Oh. I didn't so know it was a for page. the listeners nice. yeah. who can't
3: see because the listeners can't see what you're doing. Chris just yeah. held up a book and he, can I see the artwork let's describe it let's sure. describe this is
1: artwork it. from the movie
2: not Chris yes it's uh, it's so it's artwork from, from the movie yeah. inspired by the movie so like it's it's a lot of stuff it's really, okay, really so cool okay so there
3: are um, pictures you have to describe it Chris with feelings. with feelings i don't
2: know how to describe the the image itself <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is an image of
3: a man.
0: Of
2: Chris. That's para
3: oh, against the
2: antlers, Ah. Yeah, he's holding up the the deer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Oh, this one, this
3: this dark one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So
2: he's, he's in the sunken place right now mm-hmm. because he's blue and he's holding up the the deer. Was this inspired yeah. by it. the deleted scenes? I have not seen the deleted scenes. <gasps> what are you talking oh, about? Wow. You didn't you didn't enlighten me. It All right, so so imagine
0: okay, so non-linear But there's sure. there's a deleted scene where in his capture, the main capture na, he's in the sunken place and then they leave him there, and then he he takes out a lighter and he's trying to um flick it open, but it's it doesn't Hatch, it just sparks, mm. right? And every time it sparks, there's para a shape in the back that he can't see that's coming closer and closer.
2: Oh, and, then, oh. and then when when the,
0: when the when the flame finally catches, you see it's the, it's a deer but completely skeletonized. And then it sort of screams in his face. And then it cuts there. So mm. I know it's… Oh bad.
1: shit, I
2: think that was in the trailer. It was in the trailer, right? It may have been. It's yeah. in the trailer. It's in the trailer. Yeah. But it was never in but the it movie. it's not oh, in the film. So it would
0: have been right? a little bit over the oh. top. Because at this okay, point, we've okay, okay, okay. cut na tayo kay Rod… His friend was trying mm-hmm. to figure out what was going on. So yeah. yeah, I remember when you when you posted that illustration, and I liked it. So I was really happy that that, that not only was it retweeted by Peel, but it got included in this book. And I didn't know it was a full page in the book. So applause! <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Panito, do I just go through like
2: tidbits or what? Because it's like, yeah, dude. did. I a, mean, like it's, it's a really lot. A, it's, no, it's a lot. There's no yeah. What's, what's no, the cap no of your framework. episodes? It's it's usually a little over an hour, but oh, uh, we're gonna bust for that you. Niche. We can, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we can do about three three <laughs> or four hours. <laughs> oh, okay, so let's start there. Uh, just just look, <laughs> I'll show you visually. But I'm holding up two pages. So, I love it, guys. Sing- I love it when our guests are so prepared. I know. I, keep, I we, we say this all the time. It's like it's always the episodes are always better when the when the guest is really into the movie. Yeah.
0: super. Oh, super. And I, mean,
3: I can I was, see. I was, can see.
2: Yeah, this was my favorite
0: film of 2017. On, oh, yeah. I actually wish it won Best Picture. It was nominated, mm-hmm. won for Original Screenplay. It was also nominated for Director and Actor. But for me, lang, it, it should have won um, Picture. What won but, that year? Now, I don't know. May have been, was it Gravity? Not that far apart.
2: 2017?
0: I don't think it was Gravity. But my number two was, ano, eh? my number two was, uh, was Blade Runner 2049. It ah, won that
3: yeah.
0: year? It may have, been Del- may have been Revenant or something like that. Yeah. You know, that's how much it left an impression on other, you. Know, oh, remember?
2: no. Moonlight. <laughs> no
0: kidding. No. It's not. Oh, I'm looking at no. the wrong
1: year, dude. So, have... so it was not
2: 2017. It was probably 2016 then. Yeah. Revenant or Birdman? It must have been Birdman, I think. Yeah. Oh, no. Spotlight. Oh, okay. Well, I like Spotlight one. but
1: I like Spotlight yeah. also.
2: But this one was, I, I still feel better. Like it was, a, it was several,
0: it was a level above because it's Spotlight, which is well made, great, but this one did so many things that you have hadn't really seen before and executed so well. And frustratingly by a first-time director. Anyway, so yeah. going on now. So Please. it's one of the few films that got nominated for Best Picture that is a horror. Um, yeah.
1: Mm.
2: Or even just genre, actually. Yeah, Any yeah. kind of genre. Well, I think Sci-fi we is very few. there is… Black Swan, um, uh, Rosemary's was that was that ever known? maybe Rosemary's Rosemary. Baby,
0: Sixth Sense, definitely Silence of mm. the Lambs, so, Silence. Yeah, I
2: mean, and
0: then okay, so it was a twenty-three day shoot in Alabama, which is funny because they shot in Trump Country, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. where you'd expect this kind of place to be set, but the setting yeah. is in a clever um, sort of. Uncommon way. It's actually set in the northeast. It's that it's set in upstate New York, which is, nice. I think, so, the probably the kind of casual racism that Peel himself had experienced. So sure, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it was a it's a Bloomhouse film. So Bloomhouse films are all capped at. Five million budgets. That's how yes. they make money.
2: So that's how they make a lot of films. Yeah. You know. and, and how they make a lot of films. Yes. Because
0: And it's, it's always low risk to major studios, right? But and all you need to do is hit 15 million in the box office, you turn a profit already. Yeah. Pero, but there are, you know, th- that is like a limit. Nah, some people, um, really hit hard, and you can tell, like, like you know, I've, I don't know if you've seen the the craft legacy, but you can really feel like, oh, okay, they ran so out of money here, <laughs> Yeah, they
2: totally ran out of money.
0: And then, so it was a four point <clears throat> five. Mil- they didn't even go the full five. Uh, so it's a four and a half million dollar budget that ultimately ended up making two hundred fifty five million worldwide. So that's, that's awesome. a crazy return on investment, and it made. I'm not sure if uh, if it's still the record holder, but I think it's the most profitable indie film. Like I think it even beat na. Um, Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Because, wow. because it hit Incredible. 255 worldwide. But yeah. it was the first, uh, Peel was the first African American filmmaker to hit 100 million on a debut film na, yeah. na, na, yeah. na, na <clears> the <throat> original screen. So again, I, I've mentioned, I think it took uh, eight years from beginning to release. The first five, he hadn't written anything yet. It was just a thought that he was gathering ideas for. He finally started writing it when a producer said, I'm going to actually pay you to submit me your first draft. And he did his yeah. first draft in two months. It was that fast because he'd already been thinking about it for so long. Yeah. Um, one of the origins is… One of the inspirations, of course, I've mentioned is, is guess who's coming to dinner. But Thiel himself has talked about how he was also thinking about it uh, starting with the 2008 primary battle between Obama and Clinton. Because what happened was he was thinking… I mean, there were these… Two figures that he thought would be fine candidates, but he was also thinking in the back of his head like, "Parang which group has been waiting more? Is it black people or women?" So, oh, women. <laughs> yeah. so that was one of yeah. the things that kind of came into his mind. And then uh, I'm sure it's also probably inspired by the fact that Peel himself is a mixed race child. He has mm. uh, yeah. interracial yeah. parents. Oh, I didn't know you and like that. And then both yeah, of them, both, he he and Peel, they and talk Kegan about, about like, it a lot. Uh, yeah, and then and he and Jordan himself is married to Chelsea Peretti, who is white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh. I, I don't know if they've discussed that in public. But I'm, probably there's some kind
2: of, you know, uh, experience there. that uh, I wonder, I wonder if, if when he met her family for the first time, her dad was like, my man. And then he wrote it in the script. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm also wondering now, what was no, the first life. meeting light after
0: yeah. they watched Get Out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So parang, Lang, yeah, ko tayo. Gawa <laughs> <laughs> <parang> ng pelikula. <laughs> Oo nga.
1: Eh, parang, yeah. Oh my God. Tapos, yeah.
0: um, it premiered at Sundance. And mm-hmm. it was, so so <clears throat> interestingly, no, it was, the, he, he was first thinking about it during the primary of Obama and Clinton. But when it premiered, it was within one week of Trump's inauguration. Mm. Tapos, wow. It was at Sundance, which is in January. And it was a special, parang surprise midnight screening. Where people didn't know what they were gonna get. Pero wow, cool. there was enough buzz about it that one of the first people to watch it was Malia Obama. <laughs>
1: so parang <laughs> more interesting chururuts. And then... She was also working in film. Yeah, Wasn't she like being a PA yeah, yeah. or a... Yeah, she's sister, she's yeah. interested in it, there eh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. May, may nanod ng the way I see it, eh. yeah No, I mean, even before parang... Yeah
3: anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so go for it. Uh, uh,
0: um so they shot in Alabama. They were they were cast and crew were in a quote unquote haunted hotel, which <laughs> apparently worst. was uh used as a Confederate hospital.
1: And then the <laughs> wow.
0: and the town that they were Damn. shooting in had Confederate flags everywhere though. So that's funny oh, now. They shot God. it yeah. in Trump country, but the writing Peel has mentioned that the writing is kind of a rebuke to the post-Obama racial racism is over thou era. And yeah. you can sort of feel that it about the parang. Some of wow. the liberal elites hilarious. Like, yeah, racism know, it's, got racism, worse racism, after Obama. Yeah. It can't exist yeah. anymore because we elected, you know, a black president. Oh, yeah. It's it's over. Yeah. So, so he was parang. Uh, yeah, forget you guys were black. We you know what's going on. Um, yeah. so what else? And then the title is. Uh, inspired by a couple of things. It's one of the things that you hear black people in theaters and horror movies shout. That's what he said. And then the other one that I like is it's also a sort of an homage to a classic Eddie Murphy bit from his special Delirious. And the bit is about how why there are no black families in horror films. Because though... (laughs) <laughs> you know, the, the scene that okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of wreck yeah. this joke. Sorry, yeah. Murphy Murphy. You know but so you'd have the you'd have the black family being toured around the haunted house, and then the dad would be saying, "Oh, this is such a beautiful place," and then mm. the ghost would whisper, "Get out," and then the dad would say, "Too bad we can't stay here. Bye," and then credits. <laughs> so that's what they, they know. <laughs> yeah, there's too much sense. There's too much… Yeah. They, they, they've it. been through too much. Now any any small thing that goes around, they're like, yeah, let's get out of here. A little threat. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So… I know what's… Uh, you know what's… Uh, I, I felt like… Oh, so man, there's so many things I want to say about this movie. But like, one of the first things really is… is uh, is Daniel Kaluuya's character, Chris. Really, at the beginning, he's so consistent. I think he's such, such an underrated actor because mm-hmm. he was so good in this movie. Yep. Mm. But he is holding back so much on purpose. Like, his character is really what I… Well, this is obviously my interpretation of because I, I do not have the same um, experience as a black people do. But like, the way I see it is the way he was playing it was… Playing Chris was he's he's like this this black man who's really just gone through everything. So yeah. he does not want to get involved in anything. Like he's always like just okay yeah sure. Mm-hmm. You know the the cop asks for his ID. It's uh, Allison who's who's like no you can't fucking ask for his ID. But yeah. he's like no 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 here it is here it is. Mm-hmm. The way he talks to everyone he kind of looks down. You know he's very conflict avoidant. Yep. And I think that is really purposeful. I mean like this I mean of how. You know, if you want to survive in America as a black man, yeah. that's yeah. the one thing you have to do. Keep Absolutely. your head down. Keep yeah. your head down. Be conflict avoidant. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, when,
3: and I'd see that in the news, right? Parents talking, especially with all the BLM, with, with what's been happening in this yeah. year. It's only this year, guys. It feels mm-hmm. like yeah. it's so long ago.
2: This year never <laughs> will never end.
3: I know. It was just this year. So all these interviews on TV were talking about parents who teach their kids that that you never disrespect yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. always say yes sir you always that's just how you teach your kid all the yeah. time growing up and and to be prepared to be mm. you know pushed to the ground and stuff like that and that's something that we don't really I mean I've yeah. I, I, I don't experience yeah. anything like that so it's really yep. sad
0: there's an arc with Kaluya's character in see Chris because yeah as Chris mentions he's very non-confrontational because he knows what it's like it's about not the lived experience then you know, of being a black mm. man in the united states and then he's new yorker so he knows now if he just gives any excuse to any racist, then he could be killed. So he mm-hmm. has to yeah. sort of keep everything contained. But it slowly bubbles, up Because he experiences like microaggressions. Oh. And then of course… And then the rage yeah. he lets out at the end. And yeah. it explodes at the end and in such a satisfying manner. But also to go to how good Kaluya is, I keep forgetting that he's British. Yeah. Because, yes. yes. Oh, yeah, wow! The first time I saw him like speak his actual accent was like I think uh, an interview with Cobert, and I'm like, oh my gosh… But the Because, I mean, the first time people saw him was um, Sicario. Black Mirror. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I think Black Mirror was I think where yeah. more people because <laughs> <lang> si sa <laughs> Sicario, eh. but Black yeah, Mirror yeah. he was the star of the second episode diba, 15 million yes. demerits. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, fifteen million merits. And then that's where Peel saw him. And then apparently he was so good in the audition. He did five takes, and then it was the one-tier scene with the hypnosis. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all five takes, oh. he was able to make that one tear come out at the exact same time. And then and then oh. Jordan Peele just offered him the role on the spot. Yeah. yeah, And and then, one of the producers also had this story that Daniel is so intense. I mean, not like as a person, but in terms of acting, yeah, so mm-hmm. intense Na he gets physically exhausted. So after takes, he has to lie down. Is he, uh-huh. classically,
1: tra- is he classically trained? Let me check.
0: That I'm not no. sure. No improv yeah, guy, I mean, she,
1: dude. But
0: like, after this and then… After seeing him in this, and then get out, and oh, sorry, yeah. and get out, widows, and then yeah. Black Panther, and then yeah. Queen and Slim, it's like
2: every time I see him in, in, in an interview, it's like oh, he's British. Yeah. That um, that uh, going back to the you, you were building up to Muramana, about like <clears throat> throughout the film, he's it's just full of microaggressions, and mm-hmm. then he finally releases it, and and then the whole fact that his character is so conflict-avoidant is because you know, he he's he's probably taught as a young young kid to not. Just do everything you can to not be shot. Right. Yeah. You know? So sad. That's why the ending is so fucking powerful for me because I think for everyone but for I, th- I really think it's for everyone but for for me my personal experience was at the very end when he's like killed pretty much fucking everyone and then that cop car shows up. Yeah. yeah. My fucking stomach dropped because yeah. I was like he's gonna get fucking shot. Yeah. They're gonna come out they're gonna shoot him to death. Yeah. Like just because. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so cathartic to Loi when…
0: You see the door open and it says airport. <coughs> and then you just put two and two together. Yeah. So, and yeah. then yeah. As I mentioned, parang people start doing backflips. So <laughs> parang, there are so many hard to talk about it. Now. So in terms of like a macro sense, one of the things that I think is super interesting then is it's not just about loss of life. That's not the, mm-hmm. the danger or the fear. It's, re- it's about the loss of identity and personhood. Mm-hmm. So it has that layered about it's always talking yeah. about the, the social racial aspect. And then it also very cleverly flips on its head what is considered like the reason that white people fear black people is because they they fear that they will be supplanted by the black race. Replaced. Yeah. yeah. And then here they flip it because it's literally um white people Taking being over. put inside black people's bodies. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the things I loved. And then uh, it also one of the things that I remember also being amazed by is how he's such a fan of Hitchcock, which really comes yep. across in oh yeah a lot of the shots. Even something as minor as the staging, yeah, and even the fact that he's a photographer and then he would look at people through his lens. It's a way of distancing himself from other people, but it also recalls things like Rear Window, Rear Window, the the voyeur gaze that um, that Hitchcock loved so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else? Let's go together. Let's go to the first scene. First scene pa to. We haven't even basically started. Go for it. So, the, so the okay, <clears throat> you can start recording now no, <laughs> So, the, the first scene, I don't know if you guys uh, spotted this. Malamang Chris But it's it's kind of an homage to Halloween. It's a long take. Oh yeah. Yes. It's a long steady cam take on like mm-hmm. deserted Walking suburban roads. Suburbs. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, One of the things is also LaKeith Stanfield plays Andre, but at this point he's not cut from Atlanta, so his. Yeah. He's credited as Keith Stanfield lang. Hindi pa la Keith. <laughs> Hindi pa siya parang, you know, ready to fully embrace the, the blackness of that The name. blackness. So that yeah. parang an, uh, just an interesting yeah. real Side world note. application. Because uh, also one of the things that Peel was talking about was the reason he took so long to start this project was he had sort of internalized the lack of representation. And he was giving, he was second guessing himself. Thinking na parang, can I really get away with a script? where every single white person is evil. And then that was <laughs> yeah. one of the things that, you know, kept him from really pursuing the project. Anyway, so so the intro is, the, is a Halloween homage. And then, see, Lakith sort of does this joke where he says, suburb, like a white person. So it's like the Chappelle <laughs> white <laughs> person yeah. voice. Yeah, But it's also yeah. foreshadowing because he gets, he gets occupied and becomes oh, a white oh, person. He becomes a white on. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he says something like, uh, it's like a hedge maze in here. Which is a reference to The Shining. The which Shining. Is one of um, Peel's favorites. And then there's the classic horror movie trope of the incongruous song. Right? It's something violent and dark is happening on screen. But the song is run rabbit, run rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this old-timey song. And then the car <clears throat> is kind of an homage to the shark and Jaws. And to the car in Christine. Mm-hmm. And… What else, Chalang. There may have been one more thing. What?
2: Um, okay, this is the. I still haven't gotten this because I guess I haven't read it. Why was what? What was the with the knight's helmet? There has to be a reason for that. Yeah. So the knight's helmet is a reference to the Templars, the mm. Knights
0: Templar, the old society. They were obsessed because of immortality. So that's kind of um, that's, oh, okay. that's the that's the reference, basically there. Yeah. And mean, there's a speech that Bradley Whitford gives. Where he references the Templars, but I'm not sure mm. if it's in the movie anymore. Because I read the script today. I watched the movie yesterday, so I'm not sure. I think it's, I think the the speech there happens, parang in the background while Chris is talking to the blind art dealer already. But he he does mention like you know our father. My my father would have talked about the the Templar and their parang mm-hmm. their mission to be the best. Got it. So the obsession also with the best, but parang you have to use quote unquote black bodies because. Yeah, Jesse Owens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Genetically <laughs> superior. <laughs> Actually, this whole thing started because <laughs> <may> <laughs> d- na, oh, yeah. Yeah. Na na na. <laughs> and he couldn't, he couldn't accept that it was just he wasn't as good. He came to the conclusion now that black bodies, still d- It's it's biology yeah. against me, and then yeah. that whole thing started of like, yeah, let's take these bodies, and then yeah, yeah. So and then so the the this, this the theme of the score begins, and then it's. It's also dissonant. It's like a lot of whispers. It's in Swahili, but if you if you translate it, apparently it, it's something like um, "listen to your elders and run and get out of there." Parang mm. like ganon. The only English word I think is "brother," which you can you can kind of tell if you're if you're paying attention, man. But interestingly, this is the first film score of Michael Abel, and he does. Parang major traditional concert music, and then Jordan Peele just found one song of his on YouTube, and then he was like, "This guy can scare people," so he got him. So that's an interesting. But now he's he's done a couple other films, parang. I mean, why why would you not I mean such a success? Yeah. Your first time out. Um. So yeah, the the cars also are sort of a reference to the truck and Duel. I mean, some people look into Spielberg. Uh, yeah, some people
2: look into the fact that it's a white car with a black interior. Nah, you know, <laughs> as some people, I'm sure. Would. I'm sure that was on purpose, yeah. yeah. And then later, everything is on purpose here. It yeah. is. major and then we'll learn later on that this is actually Jeremy, and this is how Jeremy
0: abducts black people for the the procedures of his family. And there's a statement later on by the the blind art dealer when naka strap nasi Chris. Na parang I hear Jeremy's methods are a little more. Uncomfortable. right? because yung parang honey si Rose, and then Rose. she'll seduce them, get them to come of their own volition. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening very closely and you have pretty good uh, headphones, the voice Lakeith Stanfield is talking to is Rose. But she's using the name Crystal, but it's it's Alison Williams' voice. Oh. So, uh, and then she's actually telling him to stay put because the brothers on the way to get him, paranganan. Um so yeah, more of those things. now. and this is, uh, it's not said in the film, but this is, takes place six months before the first scene we see with Chris. And then Chris, of course, we show the PC apartment. And then as Chris mentioned, now black and white in photography. And then you're listening to Childish Gambino's Redbone, which has lyrics like "Stay woke, stay woke. Um, they they gonna catch you sleeping." Uh, mm-hmm. Parang. Uh, keep your eyes open. So these are all sort of warning signs. Even if you're paying attention but if not it's just a banger. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a shot of Rose choosing pastries. That's not yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not in the yeah, script yeah, yeah. but it sort of feels like how she chooses black dudes as if they were on a menu. Oh. Mm. But I don't know that, that might just be me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But just now, I mean Makes, makes sense. sense. There's a scene later on in the where she's looking for her next victim and then she just Googles yes. NCAA athletes. So, talagang, uh, so good.
2: So yeah. Uh but uh, yeah. she is so good
1: yeah. in this movie. Yeah.
2: I'm I, I was not the biggest fan of her in Girl. Actually, I'm not a big fan of girls at all. What? But but uh so good. no, I know, I know it's good. I know it's good. I just I, mean, I just I just watch it and yeah. I just see white privilege. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just can't get into it. <laughs> so but yeah, and I always thought she was kind of one of those like really beautiful women that just is just there for cuz she's beautiful yeah. you know yeah. like like uh, i don't know if you guys watch friday night lights but minka kelly is this really gorgeous girl yeah. who cannot act for shit <laughs> she's what? obviously much so much better than than minka kelly yeah. but it, holy crap it, uh, in 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 girls i mean but in this movie, she is so good. Yeah, like she, yeah. she is great. A, a legit villain. Mm-hmm. Her turn, the reveal of her turn when she's pretending to Get look the, for keys. the keys. Yeah. yeah, and then he's begging her, and he's like, "Where are the keys, Rose? Where are the keys?" And then she's like panicking. and, and then her turn, her the the switch, like you can see it in her eyes when mm-hmm. she switches. It's so good.
3: yeah, yeah. such <laughs> a
2: great villain.
0: One of the reasons I think they cast her is because they would sort of underestimate her. They knew that she yeah. was Marnie and girls. They knew she was Peter Pan. So this would Peter go against Pan. type, diba?
1: Mm-hmm. And then. And she was the daughter of a uh, She uh, still is. Angkor, Brian yeah, Williams. Yeah, Brian Williams. Yeah, who got Williams. Who got, so who got, super,
0: ano, who got sa, Not Me Too, there, But
1: the still got flying. I've
0: ever he said he was in yeah. a war zone
1: when he wasn't, pala.
0: But yeah. he's yeah. back on air. He's apparently been, you know, forgiven.
1: Well, it's not as bad as a me too, kasi, so maya pa shakashin. Well,
0: that's true. Yeah.
1: So even and, uh, Randy Whitford was great here. Yeah. One of my favorite West Wing actors.
0: <laughs> See Si yeah. Alison Williams also. Parang... They would refer to Evil Rose as Ro-Ro. And then for her to do those scenes… Ro-Ro. <laughs> to, to do those scenes though, she would take up to 45 minutes to prepare. And then she would just mm. walk around the set though, with headphones on like a shark. And then if you talk to her though, it would be really creepy. So they would just leave her alone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: I mean, as you can see, naman, it's so effective. My favorite yeah. especially is that scene so where… Yun nga parang <laughs> she's doing the she's doing the the fake Rose voice. On the mm. phone to Rod. But uh, yeah. while the family's watching With her, her face. she's just stone-cold. Her and it's face psychopath. is just so, yeah. Pero, you know, anyway, uh, where are we now? First scene. Okay, Mawi, we on time? We're good. Keep going. When they go to the… Na, the they actually take the trip. Na. There are more shining stuff. The font is blue which is The yeah. Shining. Hero. And the font is against trees, which is also The Shining. And then uh, we see the first sort of thing that shows you that it's a horror film. Apart from, of course, the intro, but in this sequence where Chris is now in the story is when the deer almost hits them. Yeah. Um, and it's important because it introduces a couple of things. It, inca- and it introduces the encounter with the cops. And, but also, it's kind of a metaphor for Chris's mom, who we learn later died uh, in a hit and run and mm-hmm. she died in such a way that she was alive for a while uh, but mm. no one was there with her she was just on the street cold and alone so in this scene what's interesting is chris goes oh. over to the deer Puts and it out of his misery he doesn't he just stays there oh, he doesn't but he just stays oh. there with the deer Parang he bear he bears witness mm. to and this and this death this deer uh uh until it dies effectively. But the interesting thing also is that, see, Rose, walang pakay. So this shows na may empathy see si Chris, and then mm. Rose doesn't give a shit. And then the cops arrive, right? And then you have the sequence where Rose is like very woke. And it's like, why are you, why are you asking him for his ID? He, he wasn't driving. I was the one driving. You don't need to see his license. And when you watch it now, knowing that she's a monster, you parang realize, oh, she's doing that. So that there's no so paper trail. he doesn't trail. see… Yeah, the, the, he the never license. hears the name of Chris. And when he goes mm-hmm. missing… He's not going to recall the name… Yeah. And where he was riding. He's just going to remember… You know… Oh it's just a black man. They all look alike. Yeah. yeah. So there's that aspect. So it also establishes that the cops will not help the… I mean they're a danger basically for for Chris. Yeah. For As a black man. I mean yeah. it just reminds I guess the audience… Who are white. Mm-hmm. The whites in the audience. <laughs> And then when you get to the house of the armitages, it's sort of got these plantation columns, design-wise. Yes. So that's kind of a visual reference also to sort of antebellum house design. And then there are these omega signs on the posts Sahara. And then omega, of course, means either final or ultimate. That's the meaning of the omega, right? So it could be like, mm. this is the end for you. Or this is parang where mm-hmm. you will become your ultimate self, basically. Because of it. the… What what we're gonna do to your brains. And then you meet, of course, because the of the coagula. Yes, the, or, the, or, the order of coagula. And then so you meet the parents, Bradley Whitford and Catherine Keener. And one of the reasons they were cast out by Sabine Peel is because they were like Hollywood liberal elite royalty. So it's so great that They're both playing, you know, yeah. white supremacists because they're very liberal, especially if you follow like Bradley Whitford on Twitter, you'll you'll know that for sure. Um also in this scene. See Rose says something like, where are my keys? They were just in my hand. And that's another… Oh,
2: that's a that's, foreshadowing. Yeah, a
0: little bit of foreshadowing. So that when you get to the reveal later, you're still sort of skeptical, buying into the fact that possibly the one person who is nice is the person who is woke, keeps talking about, you know, all the injustice and… And she also she also does this thing where she feigns ignorance about the whole party that's going to take place mm-hmm. at the weekend. Even though, of course, that's why they're there. Because, yeah. you know, they're going to auction him. And then, she always has to be polite. About, I mean, we've mentioned that Parang, he has to be non-confrontational. And always has to be sort of aware, I guess, of like code switching. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny to see the parents, especially Dean, right? Bradley Whitford's character being racially clumsy, he says, uh, how long has this thing been going on? And then he calls him, <laughs> <laughs> he calls
2: him, my man. Uh, He calls him,
0: man. And then he gets warned <laughs> about the Obama comment. And then he, does it. <laughs> but yeah, that's he also, does it. But that's also a nice thing where I saw somewhere, someone commented, this could also mean that there's a script. Diba? So parang, Oh, that they repeat it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. for all the yeah. black people that they bring over, that's one of the go-to lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's also these lines that are, on when they say um he's showing all these um, things they've gotten in their travel. He says, oh it's such a
2: privilege to yeah, experience so another, like person's yeah, culture, another, but, another person's culture. Another person's <laughs>
0: culture. Yeah. But because you're you're in the body of a black person. And then and then one of the the things I like also is this the reveal of um the grandmother in the kitchen, which is it's uh it's just suddenly there she's there waiting for them. And then that, that was kind of a nod to the twins in The Shining. Where you turn a corner oh, and then there's someone okay. there waiting for uh-huh. And then the line there is mm. like, My mother loved her yes. kitchen so we keep a piece of her in here. And he's referring to… And then, then to- she's… Yeah, she's yeah. inside. The piece is her brain. So <laughs> 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 Got it. And then… Yeah. galing and also see um, Dean, he says something like… Black mold? Yeah. The black mold. The Yeah. We had to close the basement so you can't go down there because there's some black mold. Because there's black mold. Yeah. The, literally the, the the black people are molds to be filled with something. Oh. And then he also Bele. says something about how he hates deer because he's happy that they accidentally killed the deer. So mm-hmm. he says that they're they're rats. They're bad for the ecosystem. This comes back to him because he gets killed by antlers. The deer mm-hmm. is used to kill him. But also he's sort of lying because there's there's the the mounted buck head in the basement. But mm-hmm. there's also a trophy in I think the dining room of a deer head with antlers. So parang there's like small things like that. Na parang wait, I thought he didn't like deer. Uh, and then there's in the script. It's not in the film, but in the script, one of the things Chris finds in the room. Is a picture of Rose in a high school production of The Crucible, which I thought was interesting because that's also a story where um, a young woman is very is deceitful, is lying, and mm. and then gets people you know killed. Um, then the tour also establishes how isolated they are. Like they mentioned that the house is the nearest house is across the lake, so they have total privacy, and then. Um, one of the things also you'll notice in the film is uh, one of the biggest motifs is mirrors and glass like the first time you see chris is he's putting white shaving cream on his black face so that's oh, f- ho, ho, that's ho. the first thing you see and then but also there's lot, lots of scenes where georgina right is looking out the window at herself yeah the reflection mirror, yeah, yeah
2: or, reflection.
0: Or, or or it's like the pov shots of looking through the camera lens where it's like, you know, uh, it could be sort of seen as like a person's POV is also what you're going to experience because it's also sort of what you get when you're in the sunken place, but you see mm-hmm. what you, you see can't see, but from afar and you can't control it. And also it's like mm-hmm. being occupied by uh, another entity, quote unquote. Um, and then you have the the parang, the, that getting to know you bonding session in the, in the balcony with the iced tea. And this is where Catherine Keener, as soon as she talks about the dead mom, she taps the glass, right yeah, and it, and it establishes parang so a post- that's the trigger. If, yeah, a trigger there's supposed to not oh. trigger already in chris's head, pero that same thing is what kind of shakes awake Georgina, the grandmother, and that's why when she's filling the iced tea of Chris, it overflows and uh-huh. then and then see, si missy, the mom, is like quick to dismiss her parang are you why don't you lie down parang? Uh, take a rest, Ganon, and then. It's Jordan. Parang, when you rewatch it now, it, it 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 could be seen as like tension between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's that that was funny to me. But uh, yeah. Oh, one of the sweaty. one of the smaller also racism things is Georgina, is the grandmother. Even though si Chris yung my empty glass, she fills everyone's glass before she goes to the black man. Hmm. Uh <laughs> And then. She at the dinner. Naman they they're play fighting, diba. You meet Jeremy, the, the douchebag brother, who
2: really wishes, and and he assumes Chris is in the UFC because yeah. he's black. Mm. <laughs> and
0: I think also, I think also, see, Jeremy wants the. I don't know. This might be me, but feeling. Ko he wanted the body of Chris, eh? but because oh. there's a there's a shot at the auction where he's pissed. And I thought, ah, why? he wanted the body because he wanted, he wanted to
2: join, you know, MMA or whatever. Um, but I remember, lang in that. Oh, can I say about oh. that scene though? I what I really liked about, about that scene was, Chris said that he liked judo and yeah. not any other sport. Judo is the only one where you turn yeah your opponent's
3: strength aggression him. into okay.
2: and momentum okay. against them. <laughs> yeah. So that really speaks about his character that he's just deflecting. Always mm-hmm. deflecting. Yeah. He's not being, you know, proactive. He's not uh, going on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's not the attacker. And uh, see,
0: Jeremy, Naman, but he says, Oh, that's nothing because <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu and talagang <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Jiu-Jitsu is like chest down. You have to look. You have to think moves ahead sometimes three or four. And that's foreshadowing because that's how he gets dispatched at the end. <laughs> he figures <laughs> out this pattern that Jeremy is doing to keep him from escaping. Hey. And then he Galing. thinks ahead and then he does something, right? We'll get it's, to
2: it. it's so hilarious at the end when he's trying to attack Chris and he's like holding a fucking lacrosse you know, yeah. stick. It's like the whitest <laughs> fucking sport right? in the universe. He's try, trying to hit someone with a lacrosse <laughs> with a stick.
0: But, but there's that scene where Jeremy tries to play fight with, you know, he tries to put him in a headlock and then the mom's like, don't, don't do that. Enough of that. Not at the dining table. But uh, when you watch it again, it's, uh, it's like, it's not out of concern for Chris. It's just that yeah, the, don't the damage cruel. the goods. The goods, we need, yeah. Uh, that, oh. We need that body, okay? <laughs> That's why also, they're so concerned with why with uh, no, Chris is smoking. Like, they're on him a lot
2: about oh. it. Oh. Don't damage your body. Okay. Ah. Wow. Nice, 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 nice. And then, there's one part now I'm not so sure about. But there's a
0: there's a stuffed lion beside the bed. And then, yeah, what was that? Diba? He turns it around. So he yeah. doesn't
2: look at him. He averts the lion's Does gaze. He, eh. So he's like, he doesn't want to be prey? Or what is I don't know. I think it could be that. there. Eh. Like, what, sa akin lang, what I thought was, he doesn't
0: want that gaze leveled on him. He doesn't want to be under scrutiny. People looking at… Sure, oh, okay, okay.
2: sure, sure. But sure, yeah, sure, yeah sure. Parang
0: as prey, so parang as a black man, it's like you're always feeling like you're being hunted. Eh. So parang maybe that's it. But I was curious about it because it's in the script. It's that specific. But it's never really brought up again. In the script or yeah. the movie. I thought it would be revealed that there was like, you know, one of those nanny cameras. A camera or something. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's
2: what I thought too. So, yeah.
0: but yeah, it's it's not there. And then, so, but he goes outside to try and get, to try and uh, steal a smoke. smoke. And then you get that classic um, running sequence that became a meme. It became a viral challenge that even Kaluya was involved in because Lupita Nyong'o did it to him in the set of Black Panther. But uh. Later on, they, <laughs> yeah. they realize um, what it was a reference to. Which is the grandfather still obsessed so, with losing to Jesse Owens. Yeah. He keeps trying to beat the time that Jesse Owens had that beat him. And then, I don't know. I mean, you guys, uh, we don't have to go through with what Jesse Owens did. Yeah.
1: Alright.
0: So, Google <laughs> if, you're, if there are any children listening in. Uh, so, and then the and then he also sees… Uh, Georgina. Well, we right? can
2: if you want. To, if you want to clarify it.
0: Well, uh, you know, in a nutshell, Jesse Owens was a black Olympian runner who won gold at the thirty-six Munich Olympics, where in front of Hitler. In front of Hitler, who was yeah. already spouting his nonsense about you know master races, and he was a black man saying "f you" to that. I'm yeah. gold bitches. And then, yeah. So there's a nice, the closest I guess to a jump scare. Do you remember this one, Chris? It's when he's, kind of creeping around the house, and then. The shot of Georgina crossing the hall in the kitchen. And then there's like a stinger. <laughs>
1: that's the only, yeah, 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 that's yeah. The
0: only parang close to cheap scare there. But okay lang. Because that's, that's it. And then the mom is hiding parang in the dark in the office. And then she says uh, something like, Do you know how dangerous smoking is? And then she, got, she gets him. She coerces him into the office for the first sort of hypnosis Hypicism, session. And this yeah. is interesting to me for a couple of reasons. The thing is also as you know this stuff is weird. And yet it's this thing that was brought up in another film I love, which is Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, where see si, everyone's seen that, right? Hopefully it's not like super spoilery. But nah, m- no, I love go. it. Okay, so there's a scene where alam nani blomquist na bad guy is bad guy. And then bad guy mm-hmm. shows up, and then bad guy's like, Oh, na, let's have a drink, and yang And he does. And then when he gets captured later on. He gets chided for it by bad guy because he was like, "You already knew I was the bad guy, but you, yeah. you, you came in anyway because you didn't want to be impolite." And that's yeah. that's one of those things that you know, parang is always a struggle now with Chris being uh, a black man. It's like he always feels like he has to play a certain role, be nice, representative, not be a threat. So he sits down and then he gets, you know, uh, he sort of gets into this non consensual hypnosis session where he gets to experience the sunken place for the first time and then it brings up also how his mom died which is she died in hit and run but she didn't die immediately we'll find that out later but what happened was when chris was a kid and the mom died he was at home watching tv and he didn't move he just Hmm. time just kept passing and he wouldn't do anything because if he did anything like call the the aunt then it might make something bad become real and Hmm. then they also show the shot of parang he's frozen watching TV but he's scratching the bedposts with his hands and then it cuts also to him scratching the arms of the chair while in the office with his hands and then they refer to it later yes and this
2: becomes very important later on very important yeah how does he save his life Later, later, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay, it's a good reveal. Well, yeah. So that's it I, for for this episode of uh, maybe episodes <laughs> of uh, of Get Out. Yeah. Thank you so much for for coming on, Ramon. Yeah, uh,
0: it, I it's miss been you, awesome. Dude. I miss you. And I miss you guys also. All right. Thank yeah. you okay. so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Sorry, na lang whoever's gonna edit this.
2: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: coming to get you, Barbara.
3: Brought to you by Big Baby Studios.